Welcome to the Draft Nut Podcast. My name is Jared Feinberg. Alongside me is Devin Jackson, and we are your hosts for today's podcast. Devin, how's life going for you, bro? Uh, I mean, life is going pretty good, man. Uh, you know, still working and whatnot. Uh, obviously, we've had a bombshell of news this week, uh, you know, with, of course, the, the Big Ten uh, and the Pac-12. Uh, something that, you know, we kind of saw it coming. Uh, we kind of got warning of it, but, you know, it was just about figuring out the logistics and everything. But the news finally did come down, man, uh, and it sucks. You know, I, there's really no other else way to put it. You know, it sucks for the players, the coaches, uh, the fans, um, the the draft Twitter guys, pretty much everyone, because there's just so much just uncertainty with – potentially moving forward to spring and then like where the other power five conferences do. So it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy week to say the least for college football. Well, it has, man. And, you know, it, it sucks for us draft illness and um, the two of us who absolutely love college football, not being able to see 10 or teams like Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, USC, Oregon, Utah, all those teams. Like we're not going to be able to see them. We're not going to be able to see them on the field for the 2020 season. Um, and I mean, honestly, and like you said, we got word or we got warning of it early on. And you know, just the news officially coming out, it, it absolutely sucks. Um, what are your thoughts on the cancellations? Like being it. Both of them being official and both conferences trying to play in the spring. And how does that affect some of the top prospects moving forward, like Justin Fields, White Davis, Sean White, Javon Holland, uh, Panay Suel? How does it affect those prospects and your thoughts overall on the cancellations? Uh, I mean, it was disappointing uh, because it just really seemed like they had no plan from the get-go. So now it was kind of a, a snowball effect and pretty much everything uh, just, just went down the drain. Uh, I mean, the fact that the NCAA doesn't have a commissioner, uh, the NCAA football doesn't have a commissioner, I think that's going to continue to hurt them because when they have to make big decisions like that, they're not all on the same page. So now you got a situation where, uh, two of the Power Five conferences are not playing. You still got the ACC, SEC, and uh, Big 12 still out there. Uh, so now it's, it's going to be a bad look on, on those schools in, in the Big Ten and, and Pac-12, even though it isn't individually their faults. But, you know, the it just came down to, I guess, liability and them just not putting together a plan from the get-go. So that that's what it came down to. I mean, it's disappointing. But in terms of prospects, uh, in particular, I don't think uh, Justin Fields necessarily gets hurt too, too much. I think that there's still questions about his game, but I still think he's a first-round talent. Um, but then now it's just going to be, you know, obviously he has a one year of tape. Now it's going to be, okay, uh, are you going to test well? Or are you going to throw well on your pro day and combine and things along those lines? I don't think he should play another season if it's not with Ohio State and it's not in the fall. Uh, there's just too many concerns, especially if he's looking to um, 
opt I'm not opt out, but uh, declare for the draft, especially after a spring season. I mean, he battled injuries last season. Uh, you don't want to see him get some sort of major injury or even a minor injury that may hinder him in the draft process. So I don't think we see him again in, in college football. Uh, I don't think we see Sean Wade either. He still has a lot to prove in terms of being an outside corner. Uh, we know how well he's done in the slot. Uh, but I, also I think, you know, it's not too big of a deal for his draft stock. Now, uh, I mean, I went to an in-depth article on bluechipscouting.com. Y'all can check that out. Uh, just about some other players in the Big Ten that uh, may be hurt by this. Uh, players like Journey Brown, who really came on strong in the last five games for Penn State, but doesn't really have a whole season of work. Uh, Ronnie Bell, receiver from Michigan, uh, he played with Shea Patterson, and he really didn't get a chance to showcase his skills. Um, you know, players like Quiddy Pay and, and uh, Jason Owe, both extremely talented, freakish athletes, uh, but still have a lot to prove in terms of, of their pass rush ability and uh, having a plan to pass rush. So, I mean, there's still guys out there, specifically in the Big Ten, that were hurt by this move simply because they don't have a ton of tape to go off of. Or if they do, it's, it's, they're pretty raw in, in terms of uh, prospects. So that that's kind of, you know, in terms of the Big Ten, then, of course, our, our, our guy Dante uh, Colinelli, he did the Pac-12. Uh, and, you know, for, for Sewell and uh, for Holland, I don't really think it hurts them too much. I think they, they're proven proven talents that uh, have their body of work laid out. Uh, but like he went into the article, uh, players like David Mills and, and, and players along those lines, they're, they don't, don't have a season to, to get everything right. Hamlicar was shed. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to those prospects uh, and if they decide to transfer, if they decide to stay another year, or if they decide to um, – to declare for the NFL draft. So I think that's going to be kind of the most interesting part over the next couple of weeks and months to, to see which players are just going to go ahead and go for the NFL draft. Uh, and like we talked about last episode, they, they should be able to come back to school if they don't get drafted. Um, so that I think that that should be implemented. But I think the NCAA came out yesterday and said that they're going to honor uh, scholarships for, for seniors into next year. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but uh, I have been seeing that. So we'll see kind of everything that, that's going, kind of the residual effect, uh, because we, we really don't know. I mean, I think a lot, of, a lot depends on what happens with spring football, what happens uh, in next fall, and hopefully we have a next fall season. Um, but it's, everything's kind of up in the air right now. I, you know... I, I agree with you. And, you know, how a spring season is going to work, like like we said in the previous podcast, it it's very it's going to be very, very hard. And it's honestly impossible to do a spring season unless it's modeled right and it's done well. Um, I saw a Purdue coach. He, I don't know if it was a Purdue coach. I think it was um, that – uh, released a model um, that he created for um, next year if there were to be a spring season. Um, and then there would be a fall, a very short fall season to go along with the 2021 season. And then after that, things would be back to normal um, with like regular scheduling, non-conference teams and all that. 
Um, I don't have time to get into that model, but I did share it on Twitter. Um, you can go follow me at JRockDraftScout. You know, seeing guys, not being able to see guys like Justin Fields, Wyatt Davis, Vinay uh, Sewell, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, and some of the other SEC defensive players, you know, or USC uh, defensive players, you know, could it affect their draft stock? Absolutely, because they're not going to have that extra year tape. Teams are going to have to rely a lot on the combine and the pro days, along with um, only having maybe one or two years of legitimate tape available. And that's going to be hard on us draft analysts trying to figure out what this, what each player brings to the table. We usually go off this, either a sophomore or junior's tape when we're evaluating uh, rising juniors and rising seniors uh, for summer scouting. But now we're going to have to rely on either their second or third year in college to determine how they are as a draft prospect. And, you know, this thing goes to the senior bowl. Like, will the senior bowl allow underclassmen to participate? Like, will they have a watch list for underclassmen uh, for the season, we we just don't know. We'll have to wait and see what Jim Nagy and um, the Senior Bowl officials do. But you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what or how these prospects will be affected by the cancellations of the Big Ten and Big or Big Ten and Pac-12 seasons. Um, this you know, this sucks for us college football fans, draft analysts. Uh, we wanted to see a college football season, but of course, circumstances with the COVID-19 pandemic um, and other um, concerns about the cardiovascular system um, being compromised, you know, uh, it, it's, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Like, now... We saw the, or we saw yesterday or the night before that the Big 12 announced a conference schedule for the upcoming season. They're going full steam ahead with the college football season. I think they're going to get it done no matter what. Um, if I can, let me pull it up here real quick. You know, it was going to be the deciding factor on whether or not the ACC and the SEC were potentially going to have fall football was what was the Big 12 going to do? If they cancel their season, that means the rest of the Power Five is going to cancel their seasons. If the Big 12 was going to release a schedule and move forward with playing and tests and different types of testing, health and safety protocols and whatnot, then the ACC and the SEC would follow. So let me pull it up here real quick. I want to know your thoughts while I'm pulling this up on the Big 12 going ahead with their 2020 fall season, and could this mean that, and what does this really mean for the ACC and the SEC, along with um, other group of five conferences like the Sunbelt Conference with App State and the AAC with a bunch of very talented football teams? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I thought... um you know, the Big 12 really was a deciding factor. Uh, I don't think necessarily for the SEC. I think the SEC was going to play football no matter what. 
but I think it really influenced the ACC's decision uh, because, I mean, you know, with, if you got three Power Five conferences that are now canceling the season, now that puts pressure on you and uh, kind of where you're at in terms of uh, whether or not they should play. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a great decision or not. I mean, obviously, we're grateful as fans to have football, but you still worry about kind of the, the effects of what's going to happen, you know, with COVID and how they're going to handle positive tests and handle tests like uh, right before games and, and things along those lines and travel and where they're going to stay. So it's, it's, there's so many more logistics, I think, that still need to be figured out. But they have time to figure it out. You know, I think the first game is until like September 26th or something like that. So they still have like a month and a half to kind of get everything figured out, um, which I think would, would in the end, I think that's what it should have happened, should have happened with all the Power Five conferences. You just delay it for now and see and reevaluate where everything is in a month. You know, I think that the, the Big Ten and, and Pac-12 uh, prematurely canceled it. And, you know, it doesn't really make sense to me, especially because some of those schools are going to have students coming back and having in-class instruction. So it's like you gave up on the football season, but you still have students coming back. So what is that going to do, per se, for the school? You know, what are you going to do when you have COVID tests pot? Uh, popping up positive all over the school with 20, 30,000 kids there, you know? So uh, I think, you know, for the Big 12, I think they made a, uh, I don't want to say smart decision, but I'll say somewhat of a responsible one because they, you know, they took what their players were saying, you know, to heart and understood exactly what was at stake for a lot of these players that don't really have much else except for football, you know, in terms of getting away from it and, um, you know, just kind of getting away from home and, and getting away from where they were. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of it's disappointing, especially when you take the, the student athlete perspective and kind of everything that's going down. Um, but it, I mean, it should be interesting to see what happens. I mean, like I said, we're still like a month and a half away from a season. Um, and, you know, a lot can change from then. You know, it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what if things get drastically better across the country? And, you know, the Big Ten Pac-12 already opted out and said we're not having a season. And the numbers are manageable. You know, where are they going to do then? You know, how is it going to look on them, that the fact that they, they canceled it prematurely? So... Uh, like I, like we've both been talking about like uh, earlier this week, you know we're not obviously we're not rooting against having a season, but we want it to be safe. So we'll see um, what kind of unfolds over the next month or so in, in terms of who's gonna you know be able to still play, you know with what are the positive tests looking like, things along those lines. Yeah, and when like you said about how the Pac-12 and the Big Ten were being, like, like you said, with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten um, being, or canceling their season prematurely, um, you know, I've, I've said this multiple times, 
um, throughout the last few weeks. We got to take everything day by day, week by week. There's always something new. And, and like you said, a few weeks from now, maybe a month and a half from now, we see at a country as a whole, as a country, cases are starting to go down. And right now we're seeing that right now. Cases are steadily going down. Um, I don't know about Florida because they're, they've done nothing to stop it. And we're already seeing FSU players, um, call out, um, head coach Mike Norbell about, um, the lack of testing. And so that's going to be a concern moving forward. But also these conferences are risking a lot to have a season. Me personally, I would like to see a season happen for all these conferences. And I wish there was a season for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. It's just we're concerned about player and coaching players and coaches' safety, but also we understand that if the players feel safe on campus and they feel comfortable with how the testing has gone or how the health and safety protocols are going for each team and each conference, then keep, go ahead and play football. I, I would have liked to see the Big Ten and Pac-12 move forward and continue to play football. And if it gets bad enough for them during the season that they just can't play football anymore, you cancel the season right there and then. But like you said, it's premature, but at the same time, I get the concerns. I get the harsh reality of like there may not be college football this season and like the attempt of playing a spring season. It, it's, I don't know how it's going to go. I doubt it's going to happen, but you know, if they figure something out, they try to play spring football. It is what it is. And for the SEC and the ACC, I felt like, and like you said, the SEC was going to play the season no matter what. I think they were going to keep on. They were, they'll, they were, they would be willing to be the only Power Five conference playing college football this year. I am absolutely sure of that. The ACC, I think they were a little bit leaning towards maybe not playing the season at one point because. Like a few months ago, we were seeing a spike in cases for Clemson. Clemson was getting a ton of COVID-19 positives, and one of their star players, Xavier Thomas, he was affected so bad that he had to take a medical redshirt, I believe. So I feel like teams have already felt or dealt with the effects of COVID-19. They haven't tested. A lot of them have not tested tested positive so far. Some have, but it's been a very small or a super small portion of the team that tested positive, which is maybe two or three players, maybe a couple coaches, who knows. But the ACC and the AC and the SEC, I think those were the two teams that a lot of people were like, if there's no college football, those two teams are still going to be playing college football. And then you look at the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, and the Sunbelt Conference. So far, we haven't heard anything from them about whether or not they're still playing um, this season. At, at this time, we haven't heard anything, and so we're just going to assume AAC and 
and the Sun Belt will be playing this year. And then here comes the conversation of what's the college football playoff going to look like? How's that going to – what does that look like with no Big Ten or Pac-12? Does that mean two ACC or two SEC teams get in? Does that mean three SEC teams get in? Does that mean an AAC team, a group of five team, gets into the college football playoff? That's going to be very, very interesting to see. And what if they go for maybe just one year, no college football playoff, and they go back to the BCS era for a year? I I don't know about that. That That'd be tricky to do, but I think it, they could pull it off. But, you know, as – as the son of two App State alumni, um, you know, it would be kind of cool to see App State in college football playoff competing with some of the best teams in the country in both the Big Ten, ACC, and the SEC. So, you know, we'll just see what happens. We still got a month and a half to go until um, the start of the college football season. Less than that for um, a few conferences if they're going to go with um, non-conference teams for one game. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what goes down and how players are going to feel and react to that. I want to note about, uh, like I saw a video, I think yesterday, of um, West Virginia players seeing their brand new locker rooms for the first time. You can just see the smiles with the masks on. You could just tell they were just super excited. They're ready to go. They want to play football this year. And, you know, I I really do hope there is college football this season. But if there isn't, it's because of a COVID-19 pandemic that was not handled with from the beginning. And so that that's going to make me more upset than anything is that this could have been handled earlier and we wouldn't be in this situation. And we talked about, and we talked about this with Eric Robinson on the previous podcast. Um, it just sucks, man. We're not being able to see Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Oregon, those teams. We're not going to be able to see them play this year. We might not even see them play at all if there's no spring season. You know, we're going to have to wait until 2021 to see them play. That, that's very disappointing. Um, and that just makes me very, very disappointed of how we've handled the COVID-19 pandemic. But if players from the Big 12, ACC, SEC, and the two group of five conferences I mentioned, Sunbelt and um, the AAC, um, if they're confident with the health and safety protocols, then there's no reason why they shouldn't move forward with the season unless um, the pandemic gets worse which I hope it does in over the next month and a half. So we'll just have to wait and see. So to end this podcast, um, I myself want to touch on um, a decision by the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. And this kind of hits close to home as a former high school football player who was just playing high school ball just two years ago and still has friends playing high school football right now and are seniors. So, um, the NCHSAA, um, they made the decision of moving high school football, North Carolina high school football, to the spring semester. I posted on my personal Instagram account um, just my feelings and my thoughts to 
um, the players and the coaches for um, what they've been going through over the last few months and not in a bunch of unknown about whether or not they'll have a season. They'll still have a season, but it's just going to be very, very different for them. Um, and from what I saw, the, the limit for high school football games next year for um, high school football in North Carolina is seven games. There's a big rivalry um, in my area where I live in Nashville, North Carolina, in the county next to me in Haywood County. It's Tescola High School versus Pisgah High School. It is one of the biggest rivalries, if not the biggest, in North Carolina and probably one of the biggest rivalries in, in the entire country. Um, Pisgah has won seven straight um, against Tescola. Um, and Tuscola hasn't had an answer to any of those any of those losses. And for someone that has played in that rivalry, it has affected basically both team seasons, um, no matter how it went each way. If you were on JV, if you were on junior varsity and you beat Pisgah, you're going to have a great season the rest of the way. If you beat Pisgah and varsity, you're going to have a great season the rest of the way. That was the kind. Of, that was kind of the feeling when I was playing high school ball in my senior year. Is that if we beat Pisgah, if Tuscola beats Pisgah, we go on to have a great season. Of course, last seven years we have um, Tuscola, and I say we because I'm still a big supporter of. Um, Tuscola Mountaineer Athletics um, because they're my high school. I know a lot of people from there, and I support a lot of people from both Pisgah and Tuscola. But if there is no Tuscola High School football game um, in the spring, which I, I seriously doubt that there won't be, but if there isn't, that that's just going to be a huge – it would be a huge blow for both communities because – you get a lot of money coming through. Devin, the amount of people that come to these games is absolutely insane. There's most of these games are standing room only. Like you go and buy tickets, you're probably going to be standing. Um, you're not going to be sitting in the bleachers. You're going to be standing up. And you're going to try to see over people how, like how the game's going. And, you know, it, it's going to be crazy what high school football is going to look like next year. I would say I think there could be one, maybe two non-conference games for um, every conference in North Carolina, every high school conference in North Carolina. There should be, there could be maybe one or two non-conference games and then there'll be five um, conference games of, um, of their choosing. So what's going to be interesting to me is Will Pisgah and um, another team that Tuscola has played, Smoky Mountain, um, another one of our, another one of Tuscola's rivals, would they be one of those two non-conference games? I think it'll stick, I think overall it'll end up being one non-conference game for North Carolina teams. One non-conference game, and for Tuscola, the easy choice is Pisgah. They're not going to let that rivalry sit um, 
they will not let that rivalry go anywhere for a year. They're going to play Tesco Lopez good that one non-conference game, and then they're going to go conference to the rest of the way. I can't, re- I don't really remember how the season is going to go for Tescola. Um, they did, ha- they do have a new coach, a new, um, brand new coaching staff, some guys from the previous regime, um, on the team. Um, but, you know, I'm excited for Mountaineer football, even though there's, it's going to be a very different season next year. And for, there are plenty of players that they're going to be, they have to make a choice of whether to play basketball, baseball, or football, because that all those three sports are going to be intersecting together at, at one time. And it's going to be very tough for those student athletes to decide. And it's going to be a um, very hard choice for them, which one they go with, especially the seniors. Um, one of my good buddies, Locke Davis, shout out to him. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to talk to him and I hopefully will get the chance to talk to him later today, but I feel for him playing his senior year and having to deal with this his senior year. It, it, it just goes to show it, it makes me even more disappointed how badly as a country we have dealt with this pandemic. We could have had this under control in June. And we'd be somewhere close to normalcy around now, and we'd still have a normal college football season, a normal NFL preseason and regular season. We'd have a normal high school football season, but no, we didn't. We didn't do our job. We didn't wear our mask. We couldn't stop this thing. And now we're still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. I, yeah. it, Devin, yeah. it, it's, it sucks. It really does. We we just could we could have had this done a long time ago. We could have set in protocols. We could have set in um, guidelines and rules for um, for this when we started seeing over fifty cases um, in this country. As soon as it got to fifty cases, we should have been like, "All right, we got to put stuff in. We got to start wearing masks." But no. But again. There was a lot of unknown back then, but again, it could have been dealt with then, and still could, it still can be dealt with now. So, yeah, pretty much. I want to know your thoughts on, like, for high school athletes in general, how, like, for the state, of, uh, for where you live, like, what do you think their mindset is? Like, for me, it's more like, okay. I got three sport. If you're a multi-sport athlete, you're, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to be playing three sports. I want to play three sports this year, but realistically, I can maybe play one or two, and that's it. Yeah, it's I mean, more of a, it's more of a personal choice for um, student athletes, but it 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 just it will probably depend on which sport you like more and which sport you feel comfortable in most when it comes to the pandemic. Now, things could be totally different by the time spring high school football rolls around, which sounds weird to say, but I want to know your thoughts on how student athletes from high school are affected by this. Um, And I I voiced my opinion on high school athletics and how it's affected um, teams in my region. Um, 
how has it affect how has it affected your region as a whole yeah so uh i'm in pennsylvania obviously uh so right now uh there is a kind of a, a back and forth debate right now between uh, the PIAA, which is uh, kind of the governing body for Pennsylvania athletics, uh, and the the governor's office, because the, the governor's office is recommending that they don't play any sports until January 1st of 2021. So obviously they want to have high school football here, and a lot of high school athletes have taken to Twitter to kind of voice their opinions, coaches as well. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, high school sports is is – at times even bigger than college sports, uh, in my opinion, because so many people have played high school sports. There's only like a small percentage of people that play like college athletics. So like when you take that into consideration, you know, having high school football in the spring sucks because especially for me, like I played football and basketball while I was in high school and having to make that decision, you know, those athletes having to make that decision, it's going to be tough because, especially if they're they're like supremely talented and in both and both both good in both sports, now it's like okay, you got to pick one that has the most likely chance of finishing or the one that's most likely to be promising and, and you get to go far into the playoffs and, and build something. So now it's like it it's pretty much splitting hairs at this point you know you have to really decide which sport you know you're going to prefer or in some athletes cases which sport you're going to further yourself in you know that kind of would have been my mindset uh as a high school athlete uh playing both basketball and football like which one am i going to go and potentially play college in you know so that's going to be a factor in a lot of the decisions but here obviously they want to have high school football and I think it, you know, it's really big for this area, especially only having Penn State in, in, uh, you, I mean, of course you got Pitt and Temple and some other places, but well, Penn State being the biggest and, uh, the most far reaching college in the state and they're not having a season, you know, that's put, that puts a lot of pressure on, uh, like the PIAA to make sure, you know, they're going to do everything they can to have a, a football season because at this point, that there's no football season, they have nothing to look forward to. Uh, obviously, they have pit football games there in the ACC. Uh, but like I said, there, there's not a, a huge fan base for pit fans. You know, it's it's pretty much all about Penn State. When when uh, whenever wherever you are at, in the state, there's Penn State gear all over the place. So mm-hmm. they have the most kind of far-reaching fans of any team probably in this region. Uh, in in the Northeast region, they're probably one of the most popular teams uh, around the Northeast in general uh, in terms of college football. So uh, it, it's it's a residual effect. Uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, it, them not having a season now is like okay, they have to have something to look forward to, you know. So uh, I mean, if, if it can be done safely, then I say go for it. But I don't know, man. It's we don't we don't know if we're gonna have it under control or you know what's gonna happen if players are testing positive you know it, it it's still like a lot of logistics to be worked out in in terms of that so uh, I mean having being a former high school uh, athlete myself uh, I think that I would love for them to have a season because a lot of these seniors 
they they don't get another chance to play. They won't get a chance to play like another down, uh, another quarter, you know, another snap. So uh, for them, this is really you know a lot a lot of seniors use the last ride as kind of their mantra because it's literally the last time they get to play football on an organized team probably in their life. So uh, it, it's definitely impactful from that perspective um, because you just don't get another season, you know. Uh, to kind of use an example, uh, I play high school football in Georgia, and, you know, football is big there, you know, pretty much like every state, but it's super big there. And, you know, fans, you know, get like five, 6,000 fans every home game. So it's it's pretty it's pretty packed I would say you know a lot of a lot of Georgia football games, uh, so I, I know they're going forward with their high school football season, uh, to me which is no surprise uh, you know the South in general they're going to try and play football because uh, I don't yeah the the thing is like people that aren't from the South don't understand like football is like <laughs> it's not yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like just a game. It's like a whole community, a whole town thing. Like it, it's something that everyone goes out to Friday nights. You know, whether you go to this school or that school, Friday nights are dedicated for football. Like it doesn't matter like, how good your team is, uh, how big the city is. Like everyone's coming out to the game Friday night. So uh, I hope for their sake. Uh, here in Pennsylvania, they have a season, and also I get to cover high school football, so I hope kind of for that aspect as well. But you just wanted to be safe because uh, right now the protocol is, you know, if we do end up having a high school season, um, we uh, like as media members we gotta have temperature checks. Uh, we have to stand in certain places on the sideline because there won't be any fans. Um, you know, if you want to. Re- you know, interview student athletes. You got to do it beforehand, so it, it's a lot of things to kind of take in consideration, especially if if they're going to go forward with it. But you just hope that they do. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. Um, and like you said, and like we said, it's football in the South is basically in everyone's blood. It's it's in my blood in a, in a way because. As a former football athlete myself, like, that's all I look forward to on Friday nights in the fall into the winter is, like, having a game every Friday night, looking forward to that, looking forward to the lights, the fans, the noise, um, the hits, um, the big plays, you know, that that's what makes everyone happy, excited, energized. And not having that this fall, it, it, it's it's killer for especially for football players here in North Carolina um, and at the high school level, it, it, it really does suck. But we get high school, we get Friday night lights. Hopefully, um, in the spring, um, we should get it in the spring. Um, I, I'll be excited for that, honestly, because that's seven Friday nights for me that are. Like, okay, I know what I'm going to do um, for Friday nights next semester. Um, I'm going to go out to Waynesville, North Carolina, and go watch Tesco High School football. That's what I'm going to do. Because I got nothing else really going on 
on Friday nights except maybe homework. But, you know, I feel for the athletes, um, for not only football, for every other sport, having to choose which one you're going to play for the spring semester. Um, and if any of you guys, if any high school athletes in North Carolina, if you're listening to this podcast, um, if you, if you want to talk about it, if you want to get your feelings out about it, um, hit me up on Twitter, um, send me a DM. Um, we could talk about it. Um, if you want to talk about it with me on my Instagram, or if you want to DM me on Instagram, it's Jared MF underscore 19. Um, you can follow me there and hit me up on, um, Instagram about it. Um, and like I said, I posted, a on Instagram, a little bit about, or just a little bit about my feelings to the athletes and the coaches. Um, and you know, man, I hope by in the next month and a half, two months, three months, the curve will start to go down and will start to flatten, but we got to come together as a country and we got to start wearing masks. We got to start slowing the spread of the virus because if everyone can wear a mask, the virus would have nowhere to go to affect or infect, and we'll be fine. You know, let's hope for the best, seven, and I hope for the best for high school athletics. I hope for the best for college athletics, um, not only for this fall, but for the spring, um, especially for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Guys, that is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys later. Peace out.